Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. This is Winston Connolly's Night on the Town, and he's determined to make the most of it. We're on the wrong side of the... But after one wrong turn, one big sip, one low blow, he's in for the worst of it. If I start acting stupid, tell me. Robbing a toy store, he can explain. Your hands over your head! Now! I confess! I did it! Insulting a pimp. Hi. He can rationalize. We got a guy around here named Tito. Tito? Tito. 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 Tito? The man is dumb. But selling his girlfriend, he can't even remember. You don't remember, do you? Remember what? Whoa! <laughs> and getting her back is something that could take all night. The night before, a guy can get into serious trouble after dark. Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to cover the movie The Night Before, from 1988. Now, the studio was King's Road Entertainment. It was started by Stephen Friedman in 1984 and lasted until 1996. So some of the memorable films they did was All of Me, which was in 1984 with Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin. And then they ended with Mother in 1996 with Albert Brooks and Debbie Reynolds, which we did an episode for. The release date was April 15, 1988, with a running time of 90 minutes, and was rated PG-13. So there was no budget, box office, or reviews for this film, sort of like uh, My Best Friend is a Vampire. Uh, that film we did for episode 172, uh, that was also released by King's Road. And I'm pretty sure I saw this at a friend's house on cable like Cinemax or a late night station like the USA Network. In any case, the film is notable for being an early film for Keanu Reeves and my childhood crush, Lori Laughlin. And this would be many years before the college admission scandal involving her and her husband and her daughter. All right, let's get into the main cast. Keanu Reeves plays Winston Connolly. Again, this was very early on in Reeves' career, with his most notable role at this point coming from 1986 in The River's Edge with Dennis Hopper and Crispin Glover and Ione Skye. 1988 would really be the year where Reeves started to get noticed. He appeared in four movies, and then in 1989, he really had a great year with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Parenthood. Lori Laughlin plays Tara Mitchell. Now again, I was a sucker with anything that had Lori Laughlin in it, and two of my favorite films that she was in at the time was 1985's Secret Admirer and 1986's Rad. After the night before, she basically became a TV movie actress before landing her best-known role as Aunt Becky in the sitcom Full House. 
the director, Tom Eberhardt. Prior to the night before, Eberhardt's best-known film that he directed was the 1984 cult classic Night of the Comet with Catherine Mary Stewart. His best-known films would be a Sherlock Holmes adaptation, which was also in 1988 with Michael Caine and Ben Kingsley called Without a Clue. He also did Gross Anatomy with Matthew Modine and Daphne Zuniga in 1989, and then 1992's Captain Ron with Kurt Russell and Martin Short. Okay, let's get into the film. So it opens early in the morning with Winston Connolly, that's Keanu Reeves, sleeping in his bed and having a nightmare. In his dream, or so we think is his dream, he's wearing a white tuxedo in the middle of a downtown street and is almost run over by a semi-truck. A man who Winston doesn't know asks Winston if he's kept any of the money in a safe place. Winston has no idea what this guy is talking about or any money. Winston asks the man where he is and the man walks away. The entire city downtown seems to be deserted. He then finds an open coffee shop and goes inside. Uh, excuse me? Miss? Ma'am, excuse me, kid. Help you? Uh, yeah. Um, a coffee. Coffee and, and, and a donut, please. Excuse me, could you tell me where this is? I mean, where we are exactly? It's just that I don't know where I am. I know that sounds strange, but you see... Oh, the phone company's got information. Here, we got donuts and coffee. You want donuts and coffee? Fine. You want information? Try 411. <laughs> well, that was helpful. Winston attempts to drink the coffee, but it's too hot to drink. This burn triggers flashbacks for Winston from the day before, where he's having breakfast with his parents. Winston then remembers about the prom and his date, Tara Mitchell, played by Gloria Laughlin. The next clue Winston finds is a parking voucher in his pocket. He goes to the lot and finds his car there. It's the only car in the lot. The next flashback is Winston picking up Tara in the same car for the prom. Her friends happen to be outside the house next door and are giggling at Winston for some reason. One of her friends is named Lisa, played by Suzanne Snyder. And you might remember her from the movie Weird Science as the blonde girl Deb who dates Anthony Michael Hall's character. For this film so far, we constantly go back and forth between scenes. We don't know which is part of the dream or if it's real at all. Like seeing Tara's dad inside his house, to the parking lot, and then some guy stealing Winston's car. We then go back to Winston picking up Tara for the prom. She looks gorgeous, but Winston gets an unfortunate surprise from her. Hi, Tara. Don't hide me, Winston. I asked if you have any money. Yes, I have money. Enough for me to get a cab home in case you get weird? I won't get weird. It's 1790. I called Yellow Cab this afternoon. And I know we're going to have a great time. Look, Winston, we both know what the deal is, right? I mean, I lost a bet with Lisa, and because I lost this bet, I have to go to the biggest dance of the year with, uh, well, with someone I wouldn't normally go with. <laughs> but hey, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> I mean, now, after all, if our team had beaten Madison High, it would be, uh, Lisa going to the prom with you. Well... I 
I guess what I'm trying to say is that I can handle it. <laughs> well, uh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, please don't make it any harder on me with chit-chat about what a swell time we're gonna have, okay? <sighs> you excuse us a moment, please, honey? Oh, of course, Daddy. Young man. What's really interesting watching this film, with hindsight, the character Lori Laughlin plays is not very likable and very different from her past roles, where she's very sweet and a very likable girl next door. Ironically, the character of Tara is probably more in line with how her real personality is, per the reports from the college admissions scandal from 2019. So Winston is dejected that his prom date is all a farce, and if Tara had lost the bet... Lisa would have been his date. However, Winston decides to make the best of it since he has no other options, even if the bet was that they had to take a geek to the prom. Tara's father is a cop and takes Winston aside with the standard trope of showing off his large gun case and how, as a single father, Tara is all that matters in his life. Basically, he'll kill Winston if anything happens to her. I told her gambling would get her into trouble. And I'm convinced that deep in her heart, she knows how sordid it is betting with human lives well actually sir um i'd like to look at this as a normal date i know you would winston that's why i'm going to tell you the same thing that i tell you know all the regular guys that she goes out since her mother died tara's all i got i'm real proud of her sure she's spoiled and I guess she's got me wrapped around her little finger. But if anything happened to her, I don't know what I'd do. I know one thing, though. I would sure hate to be the one I did it to. Might be a storm coming, son. Better play it safe and have her home by midnight. Yes, sir. I won't be here. I have to go on duty. Can I trust you, Winston? You bet. Midnight. 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 We are then taken back to the parking lot, where the attendant informs Winston that not only did he not take Tara home before midnight, but he also owes money to a guy named Tito, or else he's in big trouble. Of course, Winston has no idea who Tito is. We flash back to Winston and Tara driving to the prom, and Winston is lost downtown. And Tara is very annoyed, but Winston tries to reassure her that he'll find the place soon. The reason he's going the wrong way is that his guide is a compass that he has on his dashboard. Sorry, kids, this, there was no GPS back then. The problem is that Winston bought a gift for Tara, a refrigerator magnet, which has now thrown the compass off course. Tara is now really pissed and freaked out since they're in the bad part of town, which is pretty hilarious with drug dealers, prostitutes, and cars bouncing with hydraulics. At a stoplight, a guy attempts to carjack Winston. The light turns green, and while Winston is being strangled by the guy, Tara steps on the gas, and the mugger hangs off the side window and is eventually tossed into a street corner filled with garbage. We then go back to Winston alone, trying to piece together everything about Tito and where Tara is. He gets mugged by two other guys who find $1,400 in his jacket pocket. Winston thinks the mugger is actually Tito, but he isn't, and the guys freak out and give the money back knowing that if they get caught with Tito's money that they're dead. Winston is left dumbfounded yet again. 
The muggers mentioned something about a club named the Rat's Nest. This jars a memory for Winston as we flash back to the club with him and Tara. The guy who tried to carjack Winston stole his wallet. And Tara is the only one left with money and she is not pleased. Winston then gets a bright idea to use her credit card to make some charges and then exchange for some cash at the bar to get a taxi. At the club, randomly, we get the great Parliament Funkadelic performing featuring George Clinton and Bootsy Collins. So the credit card idea really doesn't work as indeed when the bartender, (laughs) played by the very large Tom Lister Jr., if you remember him, he was Debo from Friday, he literally takes the card and keeps it. (laughs) He then gives Winston a drink. A woman near the bar named Rhonda, who was played by Teresa Saldana, she was a Lenora LaMotta in Raging Bull, Uh, she warns him not to drink it. Of course, Winston, trying to be tough, ignores her advice and downs it. We then switch to Winston alone, trying to piece together the events from the night before. In the empty club, he finds Rhonda, who says that she didn't think she'd ever see him again, and then gives him a big kiss. Rhonda realizes that Winston doesn't remember her or anything that happened. Suddenly, it all comes back to Winston, and we see him back at the pack club with Tara, and he's completely bombed from the drink. Tara, in the meantime, is trying to use the payphone to call her father, but an annoying woman is using it. Eventually, Winston gets his groove on to some P-Funk. I know what they call it, Duke. (laughs) But you don't actually blow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, we had something so special. Excuse me. Are we going to talk or are we going to rock? Oh, man. White guy. That sounds impossible, dude. Well, I don't think I could do that. Excuse me. As you can see, I don't really belong here, and I need to use this phone. Hold that thought, Duke. Uh, do you have a quarter? Thanks. This is a private call. Do you have another... Don't worry. It's me. Winston Connolly. You like my glasses? I just got them. You're safe now. I shot him. This is an emergency operator? You want to dance? What I want, Winston, is I want out of here and I want out now. Why? Don't you know how to dance? Yes, I know how to dance! Well, great! So do I! I've had lessons. Take a time, okay? Come on. Take a time, okay? 
and grit. So before Winston and Tara began to dance, Winston put her purse down at a table, which immediately got ransacked, so now they're officially out of cash. Rhonda takes Winston aside after he has slipped on the dance floor to let him know that all the women in the place belong to a big-time pimp named Tito, played by Trinidad Silva. However, Winston is still hammered and decides to go on stage to make an announcement. Hi. Hi. How y'all doing tonight? Good? All right. Listen, uh, you know... You got a guy around here named Tito. All right, Tito, all right. But uh, hold it, hold it, hold it, wait, wait. But hold it. I got to tell you something about Tito. The man is dumb. Where's your sense of humor? Tito wants to see you at dawn. On Baker Street, you be there. And now we know why Tito wants to see Winston at dawn. We go back to the scene where it's just Winston and Rhonda. Rhonda explains that Winston sold Tara to Tito. (laughs) That's where the $1,400 in cash inside of his jacket pocket came from. So Winston asks Rhonda for help, but she has little sympathy for the sheltered little suburban kid and says he'll just need to figure it out on his own, and then she leaves. He does end up seeing the guy who stole his car and tries to chase him down, but to no avail. Winston then decides to ask for help, but that doesn't go well, and then the cops arrive. And then he's kidnapped by a few armed robbers who get into a high-speed chase. Say hey, bro. What it is? Uh, I was wondering if you could help me out. One dude to another? Get your hunky ass out of here. You bet, Jim. You bet. But, uh, first I gotta find my lady, my mean squeeze, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, I was wondering if you might have seen her around. (sighs) Okay. The cops are, like, totally after me. (sighs) Just be cool. Cool. Just be cool. Just act like nothing's going on. Into this. Put your hands over your head! Now! I confess! I did it. I took drugs and sold it to a pimp. Drop him, man! Or I'll splatter Mr. White Bread all over the street! 
Excuse me, officers? Is there some reason we're hesitating on this? 13 a 11, 13 a 11, see the man of 416 group, 241 West. In the car! Now! Just take it easy, son. Take it easy. Don't give me that son crap! What's up, Willis? Couple of job-ass cops, man. God darn. Where do you come from? The valley. Shut up. Uh, since I uh didn't have anything, I don't know why we even cut it off. You guys rob toy stores. We don't rob toy stores. Ordinarily. You said this chick is wearing a pink party dress? Yeah. About 5'5 five, five with brown hair? Yeah, that's her. That's her. Gal babies. <laughs> <laughs> What's a gal babies? That's a whole house over on Boyle and Ace. <laughs> Get in there. Get another speeding violation this year. 
Hey, my man. How did you happen to lose your old lady anyway? Well, it's sort of hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow I got mixed up with this guy named Tito. They don't own for you. Even though he's left in the middle of the road, he does find out where Tara is being held at a whorehouse run by Tito. Winston does find the place, but Tara isn't there. But her dress is on another woman. As it turned out, Tito ended up selling Tara to another pimp for three grand. Winston realizes who Tara was sold to and then races out of the whorehouse. He flags a ride and is lucky that the man driving is very nice to him once Winston flashes some cash. Oh, no. Sir, wait! Wait, sir! Please, sir, I need a ride! No, 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 forget it, amigo! I got places to go! Please, it's a life or death situation! What does this look like to you, Pentejo? Some kind of taxi? I have money, I'll pay! You don't have that much money! So what are we going to do, just drive around or what? I'm looking for someone. Okay. So where does he hang out? I don't know. How are we going to find him? We're going to ask around. People talk about me. I know they talk about me both night and day. But I say, Lord, please forgive them. trouble here. Oh, Will you wait here for me? Oh, sure. You bet. <sighs> Thanks a lot. Don't worry about it, amigo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he 
yeah, the driver takes off very quickly. By the way, that song was done by Ike and Tina Turner with Albert Collins guesting on guitar. Great song. Actually, a great soundtrack considering how unknown this film is. Winston then discovers that the guy who bought Tara from Tito has sold her to someone else named Fat Jack. <laughs> Winston does eventually find Tara before Fat Jack does, and she's only wearing a bra and panties and then is handcuffed to a bed inside the hotel room. Winston, as you can see, modesty counts for nothing around here. Uh, did they, um, uh, did anything happen to you? Well, let's see, um, I was kidnapped, they stole my dress, and I was driven over here in the trunk of a car. Did you mean besides that? Uh, yeah. No, that about covers it. Listen, we gotta get out of here. Um. We've gotta get you loose. There's a guy named Tito after me and a guy named Fatjack after you. Do you have the keys? No. Okay, I'm going to try to take the bed apart. <laughs> Is there anything you can wear? No. They gave me a tube top and a mini skirt. It's better than nothing. Winston, tube tops are out and the mini skirt is vinyl. While Winston hides in the bathroom, Fat Jack arrives. You must be Fat Jack. How'd you know? Lucky guess. You're gonna take a little trip, baby. Gonna meet some guys in Morocco. First, how'd you like to make it with me? Make it with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say... I wouldn't make it with you if you went out, lost two tons, and came back with a bag over your head. Well, don't knock it till you tried it. You're kidding, right? I mean, I've had half the varsity football team come on to me, and I didn't make it with any of them. So it, uh, it wouldn't be fair if I made it with you. Right? Right? Yeah? Yeah! 
I give? Pass me the vinyl miniskirt. <laughs> so Winston took care of Fat Jack as he fell through the floor down a few stories. It's a shitty hotel, as you can imagine. All right, so how do the last 15 minutes wrap everything up? Do Winston and Tara escape from Tito? And even if they do, Winston may get killed by Tara's father. And then what's the deal with the opening, and is all this just a dream? Well, you'll find out if you see the film. The Night Before is just a, a harmless 80s teen comedy. You might get a kick out of seeing a young Keanu Reeves. I think that's a good reason to see it. And again, growing up, I had a huge crush on Lori Laughlin. She was just beautiful. And she still is. Just don't try to go to college with her. All right, some fun facts. Keanu Reeves and Lori Laughlin previously played a couple in the TV movie Brotherhood of Justice in 1986. Dylan McDermott auditioned for the role of Winston. So Keanu Reeves had the childhood nickname The Wall from playing on the high school hockey team. And if you didn't know, the name Keanu means cool breeze in Hawaiian. All right, there are some interesting things about Teresa Saldano, who played Rhonda, and she was involved in a much-publicized incident in 1982 where she was attacked by a stalker who traveled from Scotland, that was his country, to Saldana's home city of West Hollywood after becoming obsessed with her after watching her films. He obtained Saldana's address by hiring a private investigator to obtain the unlisted phone number of Saldana's mother. So the man then called Saldana's mother and posed as Martin Scorsese's assistant, saying that he needed Saldana's residential address in order to contact her for replacing an actress in a film role in Europe. So the man's name was Arthur Richard Jackson, and he approached her during the day and then stabbed her 10 times with a hunting knife and then punctured her lung. Saldana was amazingly saved by a delivery man who subdued Jackson before the police arrested him, and Saldana spent four months recovering in the hospital from her injuries. Arthur Richard Jackson served almost 14 years in prison for the assault, and he made subsequent threats against Saldana and her rescuer while in prison. He was then extradited to the United Kingdom in 1996 to be tried for a previous robbery and murder. Jackson, who once saw himself as the quote-unquote benevolent angel of death, was found not guilty by diminished responsibility in 1997 and then was committed to a British psychiatric hospital. He later died of heart failure in 2004 at the age of 68. Crazy story. All right, you probably haven't seen this one, so you might as well check it out. Why not, especially if you like Keanu Reeves. And I'll be back with another movie next week from my DVD collection that you probably have heard of. Come hang out and chill with Brian A. Davis and the Bad Beat. Wednesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern, right here on ThatMetalStation.com.